listeners, welcome back to Partisan Voice. Uh, this week, we're going to have a solo episode, and it's going to be me taking the political compass test. Now, uh, you may have heard of the political compass test, maybe not, uh, but it is the most popular um, online political free test. Uh, it kind of it asks you a series of questions, um, different different overarching topics, and it places you uh, into a uh, section um, of a political party, political ideology, based on your answers to those questions. Uh, so it's it's divided up into six different pages. Each page has kind of an overarching topic for all the questions that it holds, and you answer the questions um, from strongly disagree to disagree to agree to strongly agree. Uh, you need to choose one of those four answers for each question. Uh, so yeah, we're just going to jump right into it with question one. Uh, this question says, if economic globalization is inevitable, it should primarily serve humanity rather than the interests of transnational corporations. So basically what, I mean, we are starting off with kind of an assumption here. The assumption is that economic globalization is inevitable, which is not necessarily true. Uh, economic globalization could uh, be our future. It could not. But economic globalization is basically the idea that uh, that a a more globalized view of our of our economy is is going to happen eventually. So, um, for example, if you ever take economics, you'll learn about uh, microeconomics, macroeconomics. Uh, microeconomics is the smaller view of economics. Like if you zoom in to look at like a specific household, a specific business, um, and look at their economics um, and their their money making, their their spending, all of that. That's microeconomics. Macroeconomics refers to kind of the country as a whole, a nation as a whole, and uh, the way that it chooses to use its resources and how that affects the microeconomics uh, that take place within that country. So um, economic globalization is the idea of this, this, this macroeconomics principle um, expanding to rather than ju just encompassing the, the nation to encompass the entire world. Um, macroeconomics would become international rather than national. It would, it would uh, be the economics of all of the developed countries as a whole rather than one singular country. So um, that's economic globalization. So the question is, uh, should economic globalization then primarily serve humanity or the interests of these big corporations that will be, that will be no longer based in just one country, but will serve uh, all these these developed countries in this this globalized economy. So, um, I would say it depends on whether or not this economy is controlled by the government or by the businesses. Of course, if it is controlled by the businesses, it should serve the businesses um, because the you know every business has to be selfish or it it, it no longer works. If you have a business that is not selfish, that business will eventually fail. Uh, you need a business to look out for itself first over all other businesses, even over its customers sometimes because uh, it needs employees, it needs products, and um, sometimes that means looking past the needs of your customers. But in most cases, looking to the needs of your customers is how you get those, uh, is, is how you advance your business. Um, but if it, so if the businesses were controlling it, I would say uh, it it has to serve the businesses. They they will never be fully uh, invested in the, in the interests of humanity unless it is a selfish investment in the interests of humanity, um, unless they get some gain from that. 
Um, however, if the government controls that globalized economy, I would say the government should try to make it serve the people, because in that situation, you have more of a balance of power. Because if if a globalized economy does happen, uh, businesses, big the biggest businesses will be the government. They will have the most power um, over some of the governments of the nations themselves. And so um, if, if the businesses have that much power, they need someone to balance them out. And that, that the only other most powerful bodies in the world would be the governments of those nations. So the governments should, in that case, place regulations on the businesses to kind of almost, almost force them to serve humanity rather than, um, uh, themse- rather than themselves. Um, because that way the businesses don't end up being the, the rulers, the monarchs of the world um, without anyone to check their power. Um, keep in mind, this is not what I generally believe in terms of the, how the government should relate to biz- businesses, but in this specific scenario where we have a globalized economy, um, I think it is, is, it is a lot more important. So, um, so again, I would say it depends, but um, assuming that the governments will step in and control it because that's what, that's what they try to do with everything. I would say, yes, it should primarily serve humanity. So I would say strongly agree. Second question, I'd always support my country, whether it was right or wrong. Strongly disagree. I feel like almost everyone who has an accurate view of the government and of their country and of the way their country affects their citizens and the other countries around them uh, would always say that they would never support their country if it was wrong. And you can see this on the right and the left. Um, each uh, each side has their, their issues that they pick out and say, the government is doing this, it means we're living in a terrible country. Um, the people on the right will say, well, our government promotes abortion, therefore uh, we are living in a terrible country. Um, so, you know, some of them will say that, others will just say, well, it's a flaw in our country. Um, the the left will say, well, we have all these racist institutions set up in our country, we're living in a racist country, and it is terrible. So I think both, both sides see the things that are wrong in the country and therefore do not fully support everything about the country. In terms of the ideas of the country, yes, the the right supports those a lot more than the left. The right supports the basic principles um, uh, laid out in the Constitution and in the Declaration of Independence uh, and in the the Bill of Rights. The right supports those a lot more than the left does. Um, However, uh, I think the right, as well as the left, will never support their country fully if they, as long as they see the flaws with it. Uh, Question three. No one chooses their country of birth, so it's foolish to be proud of it. Um, for this one, I would I would uh, disagree, not not strongly, but I would disagree with that. I think that even though none of us choose where we are born or in what time period we were born, any of that, it's still okay to be proud when your country does something that you believe is right, because you are you know compare that situation to another situation where your country does something that you believe is wrong. If your country does something that you think is wrong, you're going to be disappointed in your country. So the on the on the opposite side of that, of course, if if your country does something that you think is great, you're going to be proud of your country. It's natural. It's okay. It's it's not foolish. So disagree. Um, our race has many superior qualities compared with other races. 
Um, so this question can be taken in multiple ways. Um, now, the way that uh, I would tend to ask this question is, um, or the, the way that it could be taken, the way that I kind of read it the first time that I read it is, um, like, so so the, the white people, white people is not a race, obviously, but um, European pe people who, are, who have a European ancestry, uh, European people um, made many, many advancements to society, culture, government, all of that. Uh, the democratic, uh, the more Western democratic system of, of government came out of Europe originally. Um, the, the constitutional republic idea came out of Europe originally. So all of this advancement in culture, in government, in, in science, all of this almost entirely came out of Europe. So that, and since Europe uh, is predominantly white and has always been predominantly white. Um, I would say that that in that sense, white people have uh, those those superior qualities of of the the advancements. Um, now, I don't think that's because they are white. I don't think white people have higher minds and are able to do those things. But they they were put in circumstances where they had the ability to do those things. So. Um, like the, the this group of, of white people of different different races but but white people in general um did end up having those superior qualities in in their race but it's not because of their race um now obviously now us living in america we are all able to enjoy those those uh things that are that are um due to the advancements that our ancestors made most of them white but uh that doesn't mean that it's it's simply because of of their race so i would say that in in that sense i would i would disagree that it's because of their race and i think that's what this question is really trying to get at so i would say strongly disagree our race does not have many superior qualities compared with other races next question the enemy of my enemy is my friend uh this one is another question that depends on what situation you're talking about uh, you have uh, international politics, for example. Take World War II. Uh, World War II, you have Russia that was originally on the side of Germany, um, but switched over to, or didn't didn't switch over, but but, but separated from Germany when Germany betrayed it. Um, now, America looked at Germany as their highest enemy in this conflict, and that's why they they basically teamed up with Russia. Uh, to take down Germany. In that situation, you ha you have Germany, which is an enemy, an enemy of America, and Russia, which is an, an enemy of America. But both, but America sees and understands that Germany is a much stronger, more important enemy in that moment. So they ha don't have a problem uh, with saying, "Okay, well, we're going to um, we're going to uh, team up with Russia." for this one time to take down Germany. So in that sense, in the sense of international politics, yeah, the enemy of, of your enemy could sometimes be, be your friend. Um, if we're talking about uh, more, more personally, um, like if, if I'm a conservative, I mean, which I am, and I have a liberal that I'm talking to, that liberal is going to be my, my enemy, my political opponent. Um, however, if we take another, like say someone who's, uh, part of the KKK and subscribes to the very far right. 
um, that person is also going to be the enemy of the liberal, but also going to be my enemy. So because just because that member of the KKK is an enemy of the liberal, that doesn't make the member of the KKK my friend. So uh, because this is a uh, political quiz, I would I would say it's probably more referring to international politics rather than just how you relate to people personally. Um, so I would say in that sense, uh, I would agree that yes, uh, the enemy of your enemy can sometimes be your friend. Um, not always, but you know, it depends on how you how you uh, deal with the situation. Next question: Military action that defies international law is sometimes justified. I would strongly disagree. I think the military has to be kept in check by the government. Otherwise, the military is going to be the ruling body in almost every country because it is the one that actually has the power. It is the enforcement arm of the government. Uh, if there's no military, the government effectively does not have any power. Their word doesn't mean anything because they have no force to back it up. Um, but so so in, in the sense of, of international law, uh, let's take the UN, for example. Um, the UN uh, has made international laws. Um, NATO has made international laws. Um, and with these international laws, it's like you, you, no country can defy those international laws or the un other countries are compelled to stand against them. Um, so these international laws are there for a reason. They're there to keep the militaries of these various countries in check. And I think that because if if a military takes over a country, really the only the only ones who can stand up to that military are the militaries from other countries. Uh, so I would say that um, no, international law should be the, uh, the the be all and end all in terms of of keeping a military in check. Uh, and action that defies it is never justified. There is one situation in which it could be justified, and that is the situation of uh, a country it, it, defying international law, then another country can break international law in order to take that country down. Uh, China, for example. Um, China sits on the United Nations, and China may have made an international law that was approved by the UN uh, that says that uh, th that says something that um, gives China in an advantage an advantage in a war against the United States. So, for example, if the United States one day goes to war with China, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense for the United States to follow that international law that China created, because China could have very well created that international law to give them an advantage against the U.S. So uh, I would say that is the only situation in which um, international law can be defied by, by military action, or by, by the military. Um, the final question for this page. There is now a worrying fusion of information and entertainment. Um, so it it right now I would I would strongly agree. It's, it has not always been this way, but um, you know you need to gauge what information you are putting in what entertainment. Uh, let's say you have a kids show um, and a news program. Um, there are different types of information that can be put in either of those appropriately or inappropriately. You have, for example, the information, the fact that two plus two equals four. That is completely fine to put in a kid's show. It teaches the kids something. It helps develop their mind. It, it makes learning fun. But if you're putting 
some other sort of information into that kid's kids program, such as something having to do with the transgender ideology, which is something that is uh, being pushed into kids entertainment right now, then that is not appropriate because that level of information is not, it, it doesn't match up with the level of entertainment that it is being placed into. Now, the news program, for example, sure, if, especially if it's an editorialized news program, definitely, by all means, put something that has to do with the transgender ideology in there. The viewers have developed enough minds to decide for themselves whether or not they're going to believe what you are saying. Now, two plus two equals four is probably not suitable for a uh, news program in the same way that the transgender ideology is not suitable for a children's program. So I would say that because right now we are seeing that uh, higher level of information cross over into a lower level of entertainment that it should not be in, uh, yes, right now there is a worrying fusion of the two. Uh, so we have page two. Uh, these are more questions about the economy, not like more not like technical questions, but more about you know your personal your personal views on it. So, question one. People are ultimately divided more by class than by nationality. I would, I would uh, agree. I would say that, especially in America, where we have many different nationalities and yet we are all still united, um, we are divided more by class. Um, and now, in other countries, this might not be the case. If you have a rich person from China and a poor person from Germany, and these two meet, they're probably going to be divided more by their culture than by their class. But let's say you have a second generation immigrant from uh, China coming to the United States. Uh, that second generation immigrant, especially because they, they've grown up in America, even with those bits and pieces of their, their Chinese heritage culture that they've gotten from their parents, um, they, they still have more of a sharing of culture with everyone in the U.S. Um, than, than someone else who visits another country because the United States is a bastion of, of immigration. Uh, everyone here is an immigrant or descended from immigrants. Nobody here is uh, American. Um, it, it's, it's all immigrants. And because of that, um, the American culture is a mixture of a lot of other cultures. Um, there is the American ideology, which is the ideologies that are laid out in the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, all of that. That is what unites Americans. And because of the fact that almost all Americans still believe in that ideology, uh, that is what unites us. That is what um, makes us one nationality. We are the nation of America. Um, and so in America, we don't really have a division of nationality. Um, even though we might come from different nations, uh, we have much more of a division of class, um, as a, and that's that what something that sets us apart from other countries. So, if we're talking about just America, um, yes, people, I would strongly agree. People are ultimately divided more by class than by nationality. Uh, question two: Controlling inflation is more important than controlling unemployment. Strongly agree. Inflation is something that affects everyone, while as unemployment which is, uh, you know, unemployment, as long as it is at least kept in check, uh, does not necessarily affect everyone. As long as we don't have skyrocketing rates of unemployment that cause businesses to close down, um, you know, like we, like we did in, in earlier 21 or all, or all of 
2021. Um, as long as that's kept in check and doesn't get to that level, it doesn't affect everyone. Um, inflation, on the other hand, does affect everyone. So I would say it is more important to control inflation. Uh, next question, because corporations cannot be trusted to voluntarily protect the environment, they require regulation. Strongly disagree. Uh, even though corporations cannot be trusted to voluntarily protect the environment, uh, I, I don't think that is that is grounds for the government to get involved. Now, if we're talking about corporations going out of their way to harm the environment, say a company is dumping harmful chemicals into the wilderness uh, and it is causing like, you know, bad things to happen to the environment around it. Um, that is a case in which the government should get involved and regulate that business because they are doing something that directly harms the environment. But that's not what this question is asking. This question is talking about businesses voluntarily protecting the environment. So that would be things like uh, them giving a portion of their income to uh, some environmental organization or uh, doing something like, you know, um, uh, paying all of their employees to to drive electric vehicles rather than rather than gas-powered vehicles. Uh, that is something that the government should not compel businesses to do. The government should not have that power um, because uh, there's there's no reason for it. There there's no um, there's no there's no justification for the government uh, compelling businesses to uh, protect the environment. Um, there's only justification for the government stopping businesses from harming the environment. So, uh, next question. From each according to his ability to each according to his need is a fundamentally good idea. Strongly disagree. This is one of the, the things that I most disagree with in this test, actually. Um, this is a idea that uh, it, it's a Marxist ideology, um, and it is a communist ideology, a socialist ideology. Basically, what it's saying is, from each according to his ability, from the producer, from whoever has the, the means um, to, to produce, from whoever has the money, uh, from each according to that, to each according to his need, to a poor person, to a less wealthy person, to uh, someone who's starving, all of that is a fundamentally good idea. So you're talking about, uh, th this isn't talking about free choice, by the way. It's not saying... It's a good idea for people to give money to poor people. No, that's not what it's saying. It's saying it's a good idea for the government to take the money of rich people and give it to poor people. That's what the actual ideology is here. So this is one of the reasons that I think this test is flawed. It says things like this where people are like, yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. Like, yeah, we should all give to poor people, which I would agree with. But that's not what this this phrase really means it's talking about government intervention because that's the whole basis for socialism and communism so i would strongly disagree it's not a good idea to for the government to compel the rich to give to the poor basically uh that uh infringes on people's rights and it makes the government way too powerful um if you can't tell i'm a libertarian <laughs> uh next question the freer the market the freer the people um strongly agree i would say that when you have a free market, um, when you have a go uh, government that stays out of the the uh, economy of businesses themselves, the microeconomics, and that stays out of uh, the deals that businesses make with their consumers and with other businesses, the people are ultimately freer. 
Now, when you have uh, what we are starting to see in our country is the larger businesses mirroring the priorities of the government. For example, if the priority of the government is to um, force the citizens of their country to take the vaccines, um, and then businesses are saying, okay, well, we're going to force our employees to take to take vaccines. So when you have situations like that, where the businesses are going out of their way to mirror the priorities of the government, uh, the people are not as free. But in general, uh, when you have a freer market, uh, you have a freer people. I would strongly agree with that. Uh, next question. It's a sad reflection on our society that something as basic as drinking water is now a bottled branded consumer product. I would disagree with that. I think that it's actually a great reflection on our society that people can take things like that and make them better, make them more accessible um, to the point where people would want to buy them. I think that that is um, something that shows the the intelligence and advancement of culture and humanity. So I would disagree. It's not it's not sad to me. Our next question. Land shouldn't be a commodity to be bought and sold. Strongly disagree. Uh, land has to be a commodity to be bought and sold. It's just a question of who's going to sell it. And if it is not sold by people, by individuals, it will be sold by the government. You will be buying your land, leasing your land, renting your land from the government. So since that is a worse idea than people buying and selling their land, individuals buying and selling their land, I would say, yes, land should be a commodity to be bought and sold uh, by individuals. Again, there's never a situation where land is simply not bought and sold. It's just a question of who's buying and who's selling, mainly who's selling. Uh, so I would strongly disagree. <clears throat> Next question. It is regrettable that many personal fortunes are made by people who simply manipulate money and contribute nothing to their society. Um, so this question is assuming that there are people who manipulate money without contributing anything to the society, which is a false assumption. There is nobody who has who, who manipulates enough money to, to be significant and contributes nothing to the society. Manipulating money, it's, it's not just moving money from bank account to bank account, as some people would have you believe. You are investing. You are creating opportunities. You're creating jobs. You're, you're, you're allowing a company to make a better product. That is contributing to the society. If I have a million dollars and I give 500 grand to a company um, hoping that it ends up with, with them making a better product. And so I get 75, uh, or 750 grand back, then that is contributing something to my society. Yes, I am simply manipulating money, but I am allowing them to make a better product, to hire more employees, to please their customers better. And it is, it is self-interested. Yes, but it is contributing something to society. So the premise of this question is completely false because people who manipulate money and contribute nothing to this society don't exist. Uh, but if that were the case, yeah, it would be regrettable. But since it is not the case, I would say I strongly disagree with that. Next question. Protectionism is sometimes necessary in trade. So uh, here we're going to have to define protectionism because a lot of you uh, probably don't fully know what that means. So protectionism. Protectionism is defined as the theory or practice of shielding a country's domestic industries from foreign competition by taxing imports. So this would be like, um, say you have a country whose main uh, export is like, it, it is coffee, for example. You ha uh, And then you have the United States who imports a decent amount of coffee. Um, 
in in that situation, they what they would do is they would uh, tax the country importing the coffee, um, in order so that the the country wouldn't be able to affect the United States' economy as much. So I would I would I would strongly agree. I, I I'll, I'll agree with that. Protection of protectionism is sometimes necessary in trade. Maybe not. Maybe necessary is is too strong of a word, but protectionism is is okay. Like it's not a bad thing. I would say it's it is necessary. It is it is. Um, I mean, oftentimes it is necessary. Not oftentimes, but sometimes it is it is necessary. So, I, I would agree with that. Um, okay. So next question: the only social responsibility of a company should be to deliver a profit to its shareholders. Uh, I would I would. Um, I would disagree with that. Uh, that should not be the only social responsibility of a company. Um, the the company should also have the responsibility to its customers. When you, when if I go down the street to my local coffee shop and buy a coffee, I'm entering into a contract with that business that I'm going to give them my money and they're going to give me a coffee. Um, so that that should also be a a social responsibility of the company to make the coffee as advertised and to satisfy me as the person who is paying them their their money, giving them what they desire. Um, so I would say I disagree. That should not be the only res- social responsibility of companies. Next question: We have the rich are too highly taxed. This is <laughs> the the idea that the rich are too highly taxed is is absolutely an idea that that is accurate uh because the rich pay the vast vast majority of taxes in our country um now you can make the the argument that that people should be taxed higher if they are rich um you know obviously if someone has uh more money they should pay more taxes i think that most people would agree with that that idea but um, in our country, we we overdo it way too much, and the 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 rich are too highly taxed. Now, I wouldn't say we should tax the poorer people higher, but rather that we should stop spending money on stupid government programs that aren't doing anything to benefit the people. Um, those programs are why the rich are too highly taxed. They're why anyone is taxed as high as they are. And if those programs were to stop, then nobody would would be as highly taxed as they are now uh the rich would have their taxes lowered the poor would have their taxes lowered everyone would have their taxes lowered um you also have to consider the idea that the rich being taxed as high as they are does affect the poor people rich people will usually own a lot of businesses multiple businesses even if they own one them being higher them having higher taxes means that to get the level of income that they need to to uh, keep their business going, um, they're going to have to maybe pay their employees less. They're, they might have to lay off some employees. Your your idea that um, the the rich being high highly taxed does not affect the people who are under the the um, the the umbrella of the rich is is ridiculous. It, the if, if you tax the people at the top, that's eventually going to negatively affect the people who are lower down. So I would strongly agree the rich are too highly taxed. Uh, next question. Those with the ability to pay should have access to higher standards of medical care. Agree. I think that in general, if you can pay more, uh, you should have you should be able to have a doctor who 
who can um who who charges more um i mean that like the only way out of that would be to for the government to compel doctors to not charge as much um or for the government to pay the high the the higher um the higher charging doctors uh to treat the lower paying people um which i don't think is a good idea at all because the government should never be involved in medical in in paying medical care because then they get to decide who gets medical care and who doesn't um next question governments should penalize businesses that mislead the public strongly agree businesses should not be misleading the public like i said uh the earlier analogy with the coffee shop if i go down the street to my local coffee shop and i want to buy a coffee i give them the money and they don't give me the coffee they have broken the contract that they signed with me when they advertise the coffee that if i gave them the money they would give me the coffee and in that case they should be penalized yes strongly agree next question a genuine free market requires restrictions on the ability of predator multinationals to create monopolies so okay this this question is like let's say you have um let's say you have big big meat you know we've all heard of like big tech big pharma all that you have big meat uh meat um, a meat company that um you know controls the flow of all beef for example um this company has bought up a ton of smaller beef companies so that they basically have control over the production of all beef and the selling of all beef so in this situation uh you have uh this company that can basically raise or lower the prices of beef as it sees fit because who's going to stop them um, you know, in in a in a market where you have multiple beef sellers, um, you have competition. You have um, nobody's going to raise the prices of beef too high because then everyone's just going to go to the other person who sells beef. But if you just have one company that's selling beef, then you have no one else to go to. The, that company who sells beef can raise the price of beef as high as they want to. So I would say it depends on the product. If you have someone selling something that is a necessity to society and they're trying to buy up everyone else who sells that product um i would say that there should be restrictions um on that company uh so that they do not so that they do not uh have control over that necessity to society now if you have a company that um like like twitter for example if twitter is trying to buy up all other social media platforms I would say that that's completely fine um, because, you know, there's, there's no, there's no reason to believe that social media is, is something that, that shouldn't be controlled by whoever is, is running that company. Okay. So I would say I strongly agree. Uh, governments, um, uh, so, sorry, I, I, I would strongly agree that uh, there should be restrictions placed on those, those, uh, monopolizing businesses um next page so we're on page three here question one uh this looks like it's a page more about um personal social values uh so question one is abortion when the woman's life is not threatened should always be illegal strongly agree i would say that any abortion is when the woman's life is not threatened if the woman's life is threatened um, then I would not even necessarily call that abortion because if the woman's life is threatened and the, the baby is is killed, 
I would say that the intention there is to save the mother rather than to destroy the baby. And because of that, um, I would say that that is not abortion. Abortion needs to have the intent to destroy the baby. Um, so in any situation other than when the woman's life is, is threatened, I would agree that I would agree that abortion should should be illegal. Uh, next question. All authority should be questioned. Strongly agree. Anyone who knows me does not need to uh, ask me why um, I agree to that. But I think that um, authority is, uh, uh, if, I, if I'm being completely honest, just going to be real here, uh, open myself up a bit to you. <laughs> authority scares me. Like authority is a scary thing. It, it, uh, it, it means that someone has power over your life. And that's, that's something that if, if I feel like if everyone truly understood what that meant, it would scare them uh, because it, it is genuinely a scary idea that someone has power over, over your life uh, other than yourself. So I would say, yes, all authority should be questioned. And that doesn't mean we should disobey it, but it should be questioned. It should be held to account. Next question, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Um, if you're talking about, do I believe that personally? No, the Bible, which is my religious book, is it is what I would say I try to base my life on. Um, it says that an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth is not a good idea. Jesus says, he who lives by the sword will die by the sword. Um, now, that passage of scripture specifically, I would not say is a condemnation of those who live by the sword. I would not say that's a condemnation of those who believe an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. I would say that's a prophecy of those who believe that. If you live by the sword, you will die by the sword. And so so basically, uh, if you believe that revenge is is how uh, is, is how you are going to live your life, if you believe that revenge is okay and that you should take revenge, then then be ready to bear the consequences of your actions when you do something wrong. Um, so an eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth, I would say personally, I, I disagree with that. Uh, internationally, if we're talking about politics, which this quiz is talking about, um, I would I would strongly agree with that. If a country has five American citizens in it and those American citizens like North Korea, um, if those American citizens do something that offends North Korea, North Korea has very strict laws. Uh, and North Korea imprisons them, tortures them, and kills them, uh, then America should take a military stand against North Korea. They should take revenge on that country for what it did to its citizens. So in terms of politics, strongly agree. Next question. Taxpayers should not be expected to prop up any theaters and museums that cannot survive on a commercial basis. Strongly agree. I think that if uh, a theater or museum like that cannot survive on a commercial basis, then it's probably not getting enough use uh, to the point where it is necessary for taxpayers to prop it up. So they shouldn't. So uh, next question. Schools should not make classroom attendance compulsory. Strongly agree. Homeschooling should not be illegal. Private schooling should not be illegal. Uh, the public school system is something that I believe is extremely flawed to the point where I think it should be abolished. So, um, you know, the government should not be in charge of teaching our children how to think and what to think um, because, you know, the wrong person gets in power. I mean, some of the wrong people have already gotten in power and it goes, it goes south really fast. 
Uh, so strongly agree. Schools should not make classroom attendance compulsory, and I would encourage any parent to uh, not public school their children. Um, you know, private schooling, great. Homeschooling, great. But to not give the government power over what your children are learning. Next question. All people have their rights, but it is better for all of us that different sorts of people should keep to their own kind. Now, I'm sensing a tone of of racism in this question. Like they're talking, I think they're talking about races. But if we're talking about this question in general, different sorts of people keeping to their own kind, I think that in some in a, a decent amount of situations, that is true. That's why we have prisons. Murderers should not be kept with everyone else who is not a murderer. Murderers should be kept with murderers. That way, all of them can be regulated and they won't murder anyone. Thieves should be kept with thieves. These, these, these types of people that are actually, that can actually be categorized because black people and white people cannot be categorized. They are the same. They are people. You cannot categorize them. These types of people that can be categorized, meaning people who do harm to other people and people who do not do harm to other people, those types of people should keep to their own kind. They should be kept separated because, you know, we don't want the country to look like a prison. We don't want everyone to have to be regulated simply because some people are out to harm other people. We want to put those people in consolidated places where they can be controlled and we don't have to be. So I would say that the um, because this question is is asking about um, race, which is ridiculous, um, I would say that I strongly disagree. But if I were talking to someone and they asked me this question, I would definitely point out that that, that question is flawed and that, that um, ideologies divide us a lot more than race does. Next question. Good parents sometimes have to spank their children. I would strongly disagree. I don't think that in order to be a good parent, you have to use physical punishment on your children. I would say that the type of punishment, punishment is definitely always required um, in raising a child. You have to have discipline at some point. Um, but physical punishment is not necessarily required. Um, it depends on the parent, depends on the child, depends on how you choose to raise your child. All of that. It's a very specific to each family, each parent, each child. Um, so I would say that, no, to be a good parent, you do not have to use physical punishment on your children. Next question. It's natural for children to keep some secrets from their parents. Strongly agree. Not necessarily good, but definitely natural. Um, that's really all there is to say about that. That's kind of a, an interesting question because I think what it's trying to get at is, is it good for children to keep secrets from their parents, which I would say you know, it depends on the secret. Um, but it's definitely, I, I don't think anyone would disagree that it's natural for children to keep secrets from their parents. Next question. Possessing marijuana for personal use should not be a criminal offense. Strongly agree. If you do something illegal under the influence of marijuana, that should be the criminal offense, not the possession or taking of marijuana, um, which is almost exactly the same as the possession or drinking of alcohol. Um, next question. The prime function of schooling should be to equip the future generation to find jobs. Strongly agree. Uh, it's interesting because that is not what the government is doing in our country with the public schools right now. Um, the, they're focusing on uh, the prime function of schooling being to indoctrinate the youth into voting um, for, for 
people who hold their same ideologies. <clears throat> Next question. People with serious inheritable disabilities should not be allowed to reproduce. Strongly disagree. Uh, that is a terrible idea. <laughs> Uh, the government having control over anyone reproducing with anyone else is a terrible idea. The government should never have control over reproduction, marriage, sex, anything like that. Uh, next question. The most important thing for children to learn is to accept discipline. I'm going to disagree with that. I would not say that is the most important thing for a child to learn. It is It is important. It is important to know that it's uh, for a child to know that there are consequences, consequences Sorry to any action they take. But I would not say it is necessarily the most important thing. Next question. There are no savage or civilized peoples. There are only different cultures. Um, I'm going to uh, strongly... Sorry. I'm going to uh, strongly disagree with that. I would say that there are different cultures, and some of those cultures are savage, and some of those cultures are civilized. Like Going back to what I was saying about the European culture, uh, that uh, developed and and gained advancements in science in technology that that is what a more civilized culture looks like um and in especially with the government system if you have a a dictatorship government system that is a more savage society than a democratic government system um so I would say that that yes, there are different cultures, and some of those cultures are savage, and some are civilized, and it depends on how much development you have made uh, in those cultures. Next question: Those who are able to work and refuse the opportunity should not expect society's support. Strongly agree. We should definitely um, give support to those who are out without work, but if you are able to work and you are refusing to, um, then I'm. If I know that, I'm not going to give you support because you're in a situation that you have chosen to put yourself in and that you are choosing to remain in. So they should not expect society's report, support, definitely. And in most cases, I don't think they should even get society's support. Next question. When you are troubled, it is better not to think about it, but to keep busy with more cheerful things. Um, I'm going to disagree with that because it's a very blanket statement i would say yes of course this works for some people uh if someone's depressed um they it might help them to think about more cheerful things but i would say that in general uh that's not how it works and you can't really make a blanket blanket statement like that for all people like like it's it's such a such a general and like and and um all-encompassing statement which i don't agree with Next question. First generation immigrants can never be fully integrated within their new country. Strongly agree. I would say that um, second generation, definitely. Uh, any generation after that, of course. But when you have a first generation immigrant, um, so I, I was in a class um, this this past semester where we were taught we were talking about the super ego and your super ego is basically the the voice inside of your head usually the voice of your parents um talking about uh or telling you um how to live your life and that and those those tellings are usually based on the morals and principles that you were taught as a child and because um these these uh first generation immigrants um had parents that were completely integrated in their old society, their superego is going to also be completely integrated into their old society. So what they see as moral, what they see as right, is always going to be 
um, what they they saw as moral or right in their old culture. So I would say, yes, they can never be fully integrated to their new country. Next question. What's good for the most successful corporations is always ultimately good for all of us. I would strongly disagree. Corporations are selfish. Um, that selfishness is, yes, justified, but that does not mean that it is uh, best for all of us um, when they take their selfish actions. Next question. No broadcasting institution, however independent its content, should receive public funding. Strongly agree. Uh, public funding is funding that comes from the government, and broadcasting institutions, news networks, news in general, the press, is the strongest balance to the power of the government, or at least in it, that's how it was intended to be. So I would never say, I would not say that the government should ever be uh, paying a news network because in that case you have um, the government having its own news and that's, that's eliminating the balance of power that is supposed to be there. All right, moving on to page four. Um, this is about kind of the wider, the wider society, uh, not as, not as, um, not as like directed at a specific topic. Question one, our civil liberties are being excessively curbed in the name of counterterrorism. I would say that, I, I would, I would say that I, uh, agree with that. I would say that, um, there is a lot more surveillance and a lot more, um, a lot more, especially on social media, a lot more banning from the public square of people that are deemed terrorists and are actually not. So yeah, even though that is not a civil liberty necessarily, there there are civil liberties that are being curbed, maybe not excessively, which is why I wouldn't say strongly agree, um, but curbed in the name of counterterrorism. Next question, a significant advantage of a one-party state is that it avoids all the arguments that delay progress in a democratic political system. That's a that's a big one. Um, I would say that I I strongly agree with that. Um, the states were originally intended to be the most powerful bodies of government in America. Um, that is not how it currently is. I would say the government, the federal government, does have more power than it should, and in some cases, more power than the states do. Um, so if it, if our government were running the way it was intended to, uh, a one party state. Um, would uh, have the advantage of getting things done quicker based on what the people in that state want. So I would strongly agree. Uh, next question. Although the electronic age makes official surveillance easier, only wrongdoers need to be worried. Strongly disagree. Uh, this kind of goes back to the terrorism question. Um, just because I'm not doing anything wrong, that does not mean that I want the government uh, having the ability to watch everything I do in my life. Um, because if you, if the government has the ability to watch everything I do in my life, they then inherently have the ability to control everything I do in my life, which is not how the government is supposed to work at all. Next question. The death penalty should be an option for the most serious crimes. Strongly agree. Um, the death penalty, uh, should not, should, it's not only used as a government, um, but it is also used, or sorry, it's not only used as a as a uh, punishment by the government, it is also used as a a way of kind of giving a message to anyone who is thinking about doing that crime. Like, um, if you are a person who is thinking about raping someone else, and you um, y you are 
th there is no death penalty for rape, uh, then you are a lot more likely to commit that crime to co to rape someone if th then than you were if there was a death penalty for rape. Um, the death penalty does deter a lot of crime in specific um, areas of crime. Obviously, a lot of people who who have the death penalty um, would would never have been deterred by the fact that there is a death penalty because they are um, uh, they are they are insane. They have something wrong in their head to the point that they murdered someone or raped someone. Um, so I would strongly agree the death penalty should be an option for the most serious crimes. Next question. In a civilized society, one must always have people above to be obeyed and below to be commanded. Strongly disagree. I'll, I'll do disagree. I don't think that that has to be a requirement to be a civilized society. I think you can have a civilized society without that. Um, but uh, I would say that, that it's, it's unlikely that um, there, there are not many civilized societies that do have that. Next question. Abstract, abstract art that doesn't represent anything shouldn't be considered art at all. Um, I would disagree because I don't think that abstract art that doesn't represent anything exists. The whole point of abstract art is that it represents something different to each person. So it still represents something, just not just not something that that is that it it just it just doesn't represent the same thing for everyone. Um, so I would say it is still art. Uh, next question. In criminal justice, punishment should be more important than rehabilitation. Uh, um, I would say that I disagree. I would say both are important. One is not necessarily as important as the other. Punishment is there for justice, and rehabilitation is there for criminal. You have criminal justice, two words. Punishment is designed to serve justice. Rehabilitation is designed to stop that person from being a criminal. So I would say both are required for criminal justice. Uh, one is not necessarily more important than the other. Next question. It is a waste of time to try to re rehabilitate some criminals. Strongly agree. There are always criminals who are... Uh, you know what? I'm going to agree because although there are always criminals who are going to stay criminals and are beyond rehabilitation, that does not mean we shouldn't try. We should always try some measures to rehabilitate them, um, even, even if it is a waste of time. Uh, the next question, the business person and the manufacturer are more important than the writer and the artist. Uh, I'm going to say I, I strongly disagree with that. Um, uh, I would say one is not more important than the other. Both are essential to the product. Um, and to the customer. If the writer and the artist did not create the product, then the product would not be there. If the business person and the manufacturer did not uh, put that creation into reality, then the product would also not be there. So both are essential, without any exception, to the product itself and to the customer buying the product. So I would say one is not more important than the other, so I would strongly disagree. Next question. Mothers may have careers, but their first duty is to be homemakers. Now, notice here how it did not say women. It said mothers. So these are, these are women who have children. Women who have children may have careers, but their first duty is to be homemakers. I would strongly agree with that. And not because it is a woman, but because it is a mother. 
I would also say that a father's first duty is to be a homemaker. I would say that anyone who has children, their first duty, their first priority should always be to their children, um, to be to be a homemaker, in other words. Um, so mothers, it is I, I would say that it's asking specifically about that, um, probably for the purpose of asking about women in general, even though it, it does not say that. Um, I would not say that a woman's first duty is to be a homemaker. Um, I would say that it specifically is to a parent. A mother and a father's first duty should always be to their children. So strongly agree. Multinational companies are unethically exploiting the plant genetic resources of developing countries. Okay, so like this is a scenario in which say you have a third world, a third world country um, that has massive amounts of oil in it. Um, and you have a a um, like a huge company that is based in America that sells oil and refines oil. And they're uh, wanting to extract the oil from that third world country, which happens a lot. This, this situation, you can see it happening in reality a lot. So this question is basically asking if that is unethical or ethical. I would say it is, it is ethical because not only does that serve the interests of customers in the first world country where, the, where the oil is more ne necessary and needed, but it also serves the interests of the people in the third world country because they're not just taking the oil, they're paying for it. So that country is able to develop because they are selling their oil. So I would, I would strongly disagree. It is not unethical for that to happen. Uh, so next question. Making peace with the establishment is an important aspect of maturity. Well, it depends on what you mean by making peace. If you're talking about... Um, you know, understanding this is how things are, and I'm just going to go along with it. It's fine. Uh, I understand that um, Joe Biden is the president, and you know, I I get that. Like, I'm not going to just go on social media and whine about that all the time. Sure, I'll criticize him for the things that he does that I believe are wrong, but you know, I'm I have peace with it. I I am not going to um, go to the white house and try to tear it down because Joe Biden is sitting in the office. Um, so in that aspect, yes, I would say it is an important aspect of maturity, but if you mean making peace in terms of not criticizing the establishment at all, I would say that that is actually immature. I would say that you should always criticize the establishment if you believe that it is doing something wrong. And if you don't, then that's not checking power. And that's, that's, a check, uh, questioning authority, like what we were talking about earlier, I believe is an important aspect of maturity. Um, but in, in this question, I believe they're referring to the former um, definition of making peace with the establishment. So I'm going to say that I agree. Uh, it is an important aspect of maturity. All right, so we're on to our second to last page, page five. Um, this This is kind of it, it, this section looks like it's more about religion. So this ought to be interesting. Uh, question one, astrology accurately explains many things. Strongly disagree. <laughs> Strongly disagree. Uh, astrology is not based in any fact or science whatsoever. Uh, astrology is is a, uh, a tradition based on um, pagan worship of the stars. Uh, and it has nothing at all to do with science, as some people would say. Um, and, you know, I don't care what your zodiac sign is. I don't care 
anything about astrology. I don't care at all. Uh, I don't want to talk about it with you. I don't, I don't want to try to ascribe the different aspects of a zodiac sign to my personality. It's all ridiculous. It's all unscientific. Pseudoscience, no. Astrology does not accurately explain many things. Next question. You cannot be moral without being religious. I would say that I strongly disagree with that. Uh, morality is something that can exist outside religion. Um, you know, it goes back to the superego. Uh, a culture can have morals without being religious. Um, you know, a culture can recognize that human beings have rights because they are human beings. That can happen outside of religiosity. And because of that, a culture can say, well, this human should not be able to murder this human because that human has a right to life. And that, and that creates morality. You know, you have someone who grows up in a society where homosexuality is illegal, then that's going to be their morality, even if that is outside of their religion. Like, even if that law was not based on religion, even if the person does not have a religion that says that, that, that can still be their morality. It, morality does not always have to go along with religion. So strongly disagree. Next question. Charity is better than social security as a means of helping the genuinely dis disadvantaged. Strongly agree. I would say when someone is giving their money of their own free will, rather than being forced to give it to the government, who will then give it to the genuinely disadvantaged, um, I would say that's always a, a better option. Now, that's not a realistic option. Uh, people are not always going to help the disadvantaged. And um, in some cases, I would say the government should step in and help. Uh, but charity would always be a better option. Next question. Some people are naturally unlucky. Strongly disagree. Same as the zodiac sign. No one is naturally unlucky. The whole idea of luck is unscientific, uh, unreasonable, um, wrong. <laughs> uh, nobody is naturally unlucky because luck does not exist. Next question. It is important that my child's school instills religious values. Um, I, I would say that I strongly agree. For me. Uh, I'm not saying that's how it should be for everyone. I'm not saying that the government should instill religious values into their public school system and have those taught to everyone. Um, but for me, it is important that my child's schooling uh, does include re my religious values. Um, next page, last page. Um, this page is about sex. So this is going to be fun, guys. Let's go. Uh, question one, sex outside marriage is usually immoral. Strongly agree. Sex outside of marriage, in fact, is always immoral, in my opinion. Um, marriage, I believe, is a institution created by God himself, um, where a man and a woman can have sex with, um, with that that commitment to each other being involved being included uh sex i think is a very intimate thing a very special thing something that should only happen between two people who have committed to only have sex with each other for the rest of their life um so and and that's marriage really like if you're looking at at it in a very in a, like in only the sex aspect marriage is just saying okay i'm only going to have sex with you for the rest of my life um so Yes, sex outside of marriage is always immoral. Next question. A same-sex couple in a stable-loving relationship should not be excluded from the possibility of child adoption. Strongly agree. I would say that um, 
a same a same sex couple uh, should not be the primary couple for adoption. It is more most beneficial to a child if they have a mother and a father. Um, but if there is no heterosexual couple who is able to take that child, then I would say that yeah, a, a same sex couple should be able to adopt them. Um, and you know, in a in a situation where that same sex couple is family to the child who is who is um, looking to be adopted, I would say that that shouldn't even be a question. Of course, they should be able to adopt their own their own family member. Next question: Pornography depicting consenting adults should be legal for the adult population. Strongly agree. Um, you know, consensual sex obviously should be legal, even without um, marriage. Uh, like, even without marriage, even though I think that's immoral, legal definitely should be. Um, pornography, that being the recording and usually sharing to the world of that consensual sex, um, that that should be legal for the adult population. Because if it's not legal, then you have the government controlling what someone can show uh, a consensual adult can show to another consensual adult really what pornography is is two pe two people consensually having sex inviting a third person into that consensual sex and that third person is also consenting so if everyone's consenting i would say yes it should be legal next question what goes on in a private bedroom between consenting adults is no business of the state. Strongly agree. This is just like the last question, except um, without the third person. Of course, two people who have both consented to have sex, the government has no business in that whatsoever. The government should not be stepping in and saying, oh, well, you're, you're not married, so you can't have sex, or you're two men, so you can't have sex. No. If both people are okay with it, the government should have nothing to say at all. Nobody's rights are being violated. The government should have nothing to say. Next question. No one can feel naturally homosexual. Strongly disagree. Your sexual feelings are built into your genetics and your DNA. If you are gay, if you are a man who likes another man, that is built into your genetics. That is built into your DNA. It is natural. Now, that doesn't mean that I think that it is moral. It doesn't mean that I think that that person should give in to those natural instincts. If everyone gave in to their natural instincts, a woman would not walk down the street without being raped because a man's natural instinct when he sees an attractive woman is to th it automatically think, wow, I would, I would want to have sex with her. That would be, that would be great. And so if everyone if every man just gave into those natural instincts yes they're natural but we live in a civilized society where everyone should not just give in to their natural instincts so i think that yes it is immoral to be homosexual but that does not make it any less natural final question these days openness about sex has gone too far strongly agree especially when you're talking about uh the classroom uh third graders are being taught about sex and about um, gender and about transgenderism and about homosexual sex, that is, that's not okay. <laughs> uh, a third grader who has no sexual drive whatsoever, who has um, no idea what, what they, they can't even really grasp the concept of what sex is and what consent is or any of that, 
the, to try to teach them about that at that young of an age is not, it, it's not going to work. And it's ultimately going to end up hurting those children. Um, so yes, I would say the openness about sex has gone too far. Um, okay, so that's that's the test, guys. We did it. Uh, so we'll see where I stand now. So, yep, as I thought, a little a little different than the last time I took it. the The scoreboard is divided into four different quadrants of a square. In the upper left hand corner, uh, we have well, it, it's it's an axis. So we have um, the the x axis being left to right and the y-axis being um, authoritarian at the top to libertarian at the bottom. So the upper left-hand corner would be left and authoritarian. The upper right-hand corner would be right and authoritarian. The lower left-hand corner would be left and libertarian. And the lower right-hand corner would be right and libertarian. So I'm in the right libertarian section as I thought I would be. Um, it's <laughs> So it, it looks like it's um, three points to the right and two points to libertarian. So, um, I'm not super far right or super far libertarian. I'm kind of closer to the center on both. Um, but definitely to the right and you know, clearly in that, in that quadrant. Um, it looks like we can, we can see some, some different, um, countries where they are North Korea, obviously, far up, far left on the authoritarian left section. Um, Saudi Arabia looks like it's uh, authoritarian right. Um, the country that they have on here that's closest to me would be Uruguay. Uh, it's a, a libertarian right, but uh, definitely far farther right, way farther right than, than I was placed. So uh, yeah, that's that's my political compass quiz. I hope you all enjoyed. Um, and got some good insight into my political views. And, you know, I would not recommend this test as a, you know, finding out exactly where you stand, because I don't think that the questions that it asks are conducive to actual um, assignment to a political party. But, um, you know, if you want to take it just to uh, figure out, you know, it, it's a good way to look at where you stand on these specific issues, because it gets you to think like, do I strongly agree with that? Do I even agree with that at all? And it gets you to it gets you to think about those things. So I, I would definitely recommend taking it, but not necessarily uh, using the results as like this is who I am. Um, so yeah, I hope you all enjoyed, um, and I hope you all will uh, go and you know check it out for yourselves at least and look at the questions. Um, if not, take the full test and figure out. Um, where it puts you just as like a, you know, a fun, a fun little thing to do. Um, if you need any help uh, with understanding what these questions are talking about, my DMs are always open uh, at partisan underscore voice underscore on Instagram. I would also like to announce officially the um, release of my mini series, Justice Equals. Um, this is going to be a series that is talking about different um, situations in which I believe justice was carried out. Uh, I'm very excited for it. I'm very excited for it to uh, be made to come out. It's, it's going to be video. Um, so I think I'm probably going to post it on my Instagram account. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to be good. I hope you guys are watching out for that. So yeah, 
I'm Caleb Phillips, and this is Partisan Voice.